TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Boom. There we go. Sean Bajani in for Ron Hughley. Clint Sterner here. Awesome. Awesome weekend of football set. And uh, I'm not trying to be a downer or anything. I'm just kind of like, uh, uh, you hey. Just, you just, you're just natural, man. It's just natural. Don't worry about it, Bo. You know. I mean, just naturally, naturally just a Debbie Downer. I mean, you're, you're a wet blanket, man. You're a wet blanket at birth, man. It just is what it is. You know right? what? If everybody out there is going to be honest with themselves, you could talk yourself into anything when your team's playing in a divisional round game like the Texans did last weekend. But every damn one of you was feeling house money vibe. Every damn one of you was feeling the house money vibe. So, you know, when I say like, hey, team's not in it this week, but it was a hell of a run. That's all I'm saying. And... If you're not a Baltimore Raven fan this weekend, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. We'll talk about that later. Like, who, who do you really get up for when your team's not in it? For me, it's always got to be the team that, that beat yours. Well, it always has I, to be the team see, that and beat it's yours. See, it's far from always for me. But in this case, I am most definitely pulling for There's the There's one exception, and we just experienced it about four <laughs> months ago. We will talk about this later because I have a feeling I'm going to want to punch Clinton in the throat um, for oh, his damn. reasoning. So we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. Coming out of the gates with some I spiciness. Mean, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Spicy ass Yanni. Meanwhile, Pull that belt tight. Let's ride. Meanwhile, as I'm talking about wanting to punch you in the throat, how the hell are you, man? I'm good, boys. I'm good. It's uh, it's been a hell of a day, man. It's it's been a hell of a day. I, I've uh, spent some time with my babies. Beautiful. Saw Granny this morning. My bride was in a fabulous mood when I left. A uh, little jealous of the in-laws, though, boys. A little jealous of the in-laws. They're they're in Florida at a uh, at a country music fest on the beach. Oh wow! And uh, I'm getting videos from the father-in-law of of uh, some of my some of my favorite artists singing some of my favorite songs. And uh, the weather's nice. The music is fabulous. I'm sure the drinks are flowing. The oh, company's yeah. the good. Weather suits my clothes. Yes, right there, right there, man. And so, uh, some of that Texas country music on the Florida sand wouldn't be too bad. A little, 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 uh, little jealous of that right there. But hey, I'm I'm here. With, I would be I'm too. here with my man Johnny. I would be too. Well, uh, here's the deal, bro. You I'm surprised you're getting the videos. They're not having that good of a time yet because I thought you were going to say they're sending you videos of basically them being three sheets to the wind, well, watching all that. But you're getting the actual video. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it, it is the in-laws. Um, you know, they, they're, oh? they're somewhat tame, relatively speaking. Oh, okay. Um, at, le- at least from the, the busted videos, you know, that, from that standpoint, <laughs> I hadn't seen any of those yet. I'm sure they're out there. But, uh, but yeah, man, last, last one I got, there was a little uh, – Little Stony Larue, feet don't touch the ground, being played, 
And uh, for some reason, roosters on the beach in, in uh, Florida. Why are there random roosters walking all over the beach in Florida? Is that something I'm missing on, guys? I knew that was something in Hawaii, but I'd never heard about it in Florida. Not sure, not in sure, Hawaii. not mm-hmm. sure what the hell that is. But there's for some reason, almost every video he sent, there's a rooster walking around around the sand, huh. like in the middle of all the people's chairs. And what everything. part of Florida? Where they at? Like Pensacola? No, no. I, I think it's down. I think it's down. I think it's down further south. Oh, okay. I think. I'll, I'll have to go back and look at the text messages. I don't remember exactly. I was trying to think. like <laughs> all, the, the, all the places I've been to in Florida, they haven't been the good ones. <laughs> you know, I haven't, I haven't been to Miami. haven't been to Orlando. I haven't been to Miami. Nothing. But I've been to Pensacola, and there was another one that I can't even remember. Uh, what's the other really Daytona? popular? Daytona? No, no, no. Destin. 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 There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see any roosters in Daytona. That's what I was thinking. I looked at him with the side eye. I'm like, roosters what did on you the beach. See? What did you see in Daytona? Oh. Huh? <laughs> some beautiful babes in bikinis. You know, I'd have to, I'd have to go back, man. I, I, I've had some. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of Miami at all, to be honest with you. I've only gone through um, there to change flights. Yeah, I, I was not a fan of, of Miami. Uh, I was more of a Fort Lauderdale guy when when, uh, when I was there. Um, love Tampa. Was a big Tampa guy. Why Tampa? Uh, it just seems like such well, a rando I, city in I, Florida. Like it would be like Miami. Like that's well, the spot. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a big beach guy. To be completely honest with you, same. That surprises me. I, I mean, I don't mind it. I, I don't mind it. I, I just I'm not jonesing for it. Like I'm not jonesing to go to go to to uh, like when we go to Cabo. Like I, I go to I go down there, and it, very rarely do we get on on the beach. I, yeah, I, I know I mean, where you are. You're a hill country guy. Oh, there ain't yeah. no doubt about that. Hey, there ain't no doubt about that. I'm I'm a river rat, and I'm proud of it. Yeah. Damn it. But but you know, look, the thing about Tampa, man, it's it's you know obviously the the Bay Air, the bays are are absolutely beautiful, and and uh, uh, so you still get the water vibe. Um, or you still can get the water vibe without a lot of the sand and all that jive. And, and I'm sure, I mean, hell, you can get that anywhere down there, to be completely honest with you. But I, I don't know. I just, I really like Tampa. Yeah. I did. I, I really wasn't a big fan of Orlando. Uh, like Tampa. Never been to Destin. Destin's cool. Uh, I think we've been there twice, I think. I can't remember if we went there on our uh, honeymoon, quote unquote. Yeah. Or Pensacola. I don't yeah. remember. But uh, well, I just noticed both of those beaches were really awesome. Um, and Galveston's gotten a lot better, you know, over the years. But Did going you just transition from, from Destin to Galveston? Going from Galveston <laughs> to any beach in yeah. Florida, I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Sure. You I know? love Look, Galveston, though, man. That's so. what we got, you know? I'm glad, I'm glad you I'm glad you, uh, you, you let me know that, that uh, you've been listening, that, that you, you, you are aware. Um, give, me, give me a river trip with some country music. Any day of the week. I think you and I have the same kind of a vibe. I'm not a beach guy either. I like the hill country. Um, the last few summers, I think it's been, maybe three now, we go to Wimberley with the in-laws. Every year of my life, since my dad was young, actually. Before, every Is that year your of my spot? Dad's life, it's, it's 7A Ranch. We've gone every year of my life. Um, July 4th. R- roughly, we used to go on July 4th, like that. the, 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 the 10 days straddling right. July 4th. Now, now we, go, we go during the summer. Sometime. I think you and I missed each other by like maybe a few days or a week or so this past summer. Yeah, uh, been been tough times there. up there, man. That old, yeah. old Blanco River, man, has been, uh, been dry, been dry as a bone, been <laughs> yeah. rough. I, I'm, I'm yeah. a Guadalupe comb-out guy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know what the hell river we were uh, next to. I <laughs> just know there wasn't that much water in it. Yeah. And we got to find a spot, man, because we were a, a Lake Travis – you know, um, summer people like for about four or five straight years, man. We go to this place up there called Lakeway, and it was for me, it was paradise. 
But that lake. That's that big money, boy. You can't hide that it money, is, boy. It, yeah, Lakeway's got some big time money. I'm talking about you. I ain't talking about Lakeway. You can't hide that money, boy. Right, if yeah. you came to me right now, yeah, T. You had no big money. If you came to me right now and said, <laughs> hey. all our money up there. Hey. Miami for the weekend or New Braunfels for the weekend? 10 out of 10. New Braunfels. Nah, I'm going to Miami just because I've never 10. been. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Take your ass to Miami. I'm going to ease over the hill country. <laughs> Have you ever been to Vegas? Yes, I've been to Vegas. Okay, I didn't know if this was going to be like your first time going to Vegas, covering the Super Bowl. Or... Been to Vegas. I mean, I'm, I don't frequent Vegas. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, when I, when I typically do Vegas, um, I got a buddy of mine that is a scheduler, son. I mean, it is. there's itineraries handed out damn near. That's a good friend to have. And I always go with him. So I, <laughs> all I got to do all I got to do is get on the right plane from Houston to Vegas, and then everything else is uh, – I'm, I'm weekend at Bernie's in that joint. Yeah, well, you ain't got to bring your buddy. You got Landry now. Landry knows everything about Vegas, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's been there like two dozen times. He, Landry's our Las guy. Vegas correspondent. He, he frequents the place, no question. <laughs> That's funny. We're, I'm looking forward to that trip. By the way, if everybody, everybody yeah. out there listening, if you don't know – Sports Radio 610 will be in Vegas. Uh, all all five yeah. shows on Super Bowl week, Monday wow. through Friday, um, all five days. I'm sorry, all three shows, all five days from Vegas. Boots on the ground, Super Bowl week in Sin City. We got you. Stay plugged into Sports Radio 610 uh, all day, every day, but just to let you know where we're going to be. All right, 713-572-4610. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we get the text line dialed up. Uh, appreciate you hitting us up on Twitch or YouTube. If you'd like to uh, get in touch with us that way, appreciate you watching. Um, a lot of new playoff teams in the postseason this year, Clint. All right, Texans, obviously one of them. And uh, I, I Playoffs? Playoffs? Man, I'm digging that. Jim Moore commercial that they brought back. I think it's him and Kevin Great Hart. Great right? marketing. Is that DraftKings? I believe so, yeah. Although, it's cool just seeing them. I could have done a way better job writing the material yeah. than that. But but it is clever. It's, it's good marketing. Yeah, it is good marketing. But yeah, playoffs. I'm talking about playoffs, man. Are the Texans primed, Clint, to be a perennial playoff team? I think that is a question that this offseason can really go a long way of answering like for me there's still a ton of questions that we have to seriously ask ourselves in regards to the Texans and I think there's maybe just as many this offseason as there are or at least were last offseason not as serious not as significant not as big maybe but there's a lot of questions and I don't know you said something to me earlier before the show about the Texans maybe being a potential fall-off team yeah yeah this next season, what makes you think? Well, that? look, I mean, it's just every year there's teams that make the playoffs and then they slide the next year and don't make it. I mean, it, from from last year to this year, I I, I did a little. And I, this, I think, I think my research is right here: Cincinnati, Minnesota, Jacksonville, uh, the L.A. Chargers, the New York Giants, and the Seattle Seahawks all made it last year and didn't make it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every year you have some teams fall off, and as I'm looking at the Texans, they got a lot of work to do. First of all, they exceeded expectations in a major, major way in a year when the schedule when the schedule was was weak and and you had guys play out of their gourd, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you look up now, all of a sudden that schedule is going to be you're playing a first place schedule. It's going to be difficult as hell, um, and you've got a lot of moves to make. You do. Um, my my, I guess my my point is a lot is, of money to make those moves. 
Yeah, you, you. But here's the deal. For me, right now, as we sit, I believe there's a good chance the Texans would be that fallback team that slides out of the playoffs and struggles next year. You think that because it's coming from a strictly football well, perspective, and I, 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 I can't disagree with that because there's so much roster construction that has to be done between now. Bingo. And, and I, then. I'm not. They, they've got a Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan's have to convince me. Yeah. Like, like they. they <laughs> They've got to convince me because with that schedule, with the quarterbacks that they've got uh, on the schedule next year, the teams that they have on the schedule next year, um, there's they've got to upgrade significantly. They've yep. got to get weapons. They've got to get better defensively. They, they've got to retain these coaches. Um, they've they've got to do – they got a lot of work to do in order to, to be a team that I'm like, yep, this is a squad that is – they're going to live in the playoffs. Yeah. Now, I, I, look, I'm on record. I, I believe the, the bar is set. The, for me, I'm going to be disappointed if the Texans don't make the playoffs next year. But where we sit right now, as it pertains to the question that you asked, is are they are, are, they, are they more likely to be a team that backslides a bit and misses the playoffs or be a perennial playoff team? And, and until I see these moves that D'Amico Ryans and Nick Casario make, I, I, I'm going to say the things that we know, They're going, to, they're, going to, they're going to backslide and miss playoffs. It, it's hard to argue, especially from a historical perspective. I did a lot of work on this last offseason, uh, really deep in the weeds. And my OCD self, <laughs> y'all call me the deleter, right? Well, I had all this stuff written the down. The deleter. <laughs> that's, that's a Ron thing, but um, <laughs> story for another time, too. But I had all this work, man, on just like loose-leaf sheets of paper where I'd gone back. I think I went back to like 1990. And I was looking at teams that went from the worst team within their division to first in one year's time, right? And in what the Jacksonville was one of the teams, right? Jacksonville was the last team before the Texans did it this season. And I was looking at from a sustainability standpoint, like how sustainable is it? Like when a team makes such a drastic turnaround, what do they do the years after that? 21 out of the last 23 NFL seasons, a team has gone from worst to first. Now, granted, I don't have the hard number, but I do remember this being the case after looking at just over 30-some-odd years of historical data that less than 50% of the time, a team in its third year that has gone from worst to first, that third year, they don't even make the playoffs. They just don't. But I think while that data is pretty significant there's a large sample size there you're talking about three decades plus it still comes down to other major factors like how many of those teams clint had just undergone a change at head coach had just undergone and found themselves in year one hell within the first four months their franchise quarterback like the texans and how many of those teams historically had had significant pieces already on that team. Like, good, solid veterans on both sides of the ball. Guys that I'm not saying you should have any confidence in, like Nico Collins, you know, coming into this season. A lot of people, most people didn't. But he was there, okay? Nico has got him on fire, baby. Malik Collins, Jerry Hughes, you know, you go on. There were pieces there. Des King, um, a lot of pieces. So I think it comes down to, you know, looking at each individual case but appreciating the historical data, everything that you said that we're going to talk about 
this offseason about roster construction, it's all fair game. Have a ton of work to do. You said something kind of interesting. D'Amico and Nick Casario are going to have to prove to you that they know what the hell they're doing still this offseason, that they can still continue to build and sustain that ability to construct the roster. That's well, interesting. Uh, look, it's they're just at a point where the team is ahead of the curve, right? The team has exceeded expectations. Now, do they make the moves that correspond with a team that is in year two of D'Amico Ryan's era, the D'Amico Ryan's era, or do they make moves that are, hey, we made it to the second round of the playoffs, let's make a run at a Super Bowl type of move, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like what, and, and it seems like the obvious answer is let's make a run at a Super Bowl, but until it happens, I, I just, I'm not going to, I think it is a very steep hill right now for the Texans, even with Tankdale healthy, uh, you know, I, I, I think it is a steep, steep hill for the Houston Texans to get into the playoffs next year. The way they're constructed right now, um, I believe they've got to go hard, and they've got to get they got to get a, a, a two. I'm talking two guys that are skilled skill players on the offensive side of the football. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I think you got to upgrade. You got to get a you upgrade at the receiver position. And you got to upgrade back. at the running back position. Yeah. Um, at, at the very at the very very least, defensively, you got to find something on on the edge. And according to D'Amico Ryan's, it's bulking up the, the the entire defensive front, defensive line. So I'm going to assume they're going to bring one, not you know, one big name, big money guy that's an interior defensive lineman, if not two. Um, for me, I mean, there's a there there are there there's enough money, and there's going to be opportunity to bring guys in here that put me in a spot where I go without a doubt. This is th- these guys are making the moves to be consistently in the playoffs and make serious runs. Yeah, I think. But that, hit- that until that's done, mm-hmm. the way they're constructed right now, with as many free agents as they have right now. I, I can't, I can't get there. Yeah. I like what the, I like what I saw, Sean. I like what I saw this year, but I can't, I can't over, I can't oversell it. To me, the encouraging part about it is, is look, the Texans with thirty some odd free agents um, and, and roster spots to fill. I don't even think you need both of your hands to count on the number of guys that are absolute musts to bring back, and we will go over those guys coming up. Uh, later on in the show. He's Clint Sterner, Sean Bajani in for Ron Hughley. T-Mill is here doing his thing on a football Friday. Coming up next, you know, (laughs) we've been football wall-to-wall all the last, what, my gosh, I feel like six, seven months. I got to say this. I want to tip my cap to the Houston Astros and what they did this past week in an otherwise uneventful offseason, which there are plenty of questions for them to answer. They answered a pretty significant one in my mind with a move they made earlier this week in bringing in a hater, Josh Hader, into the mix. We'll talk about that, his message to you, the fans, and what his role will be or should be. That's next at Sports Radio 610. Don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with the Astros. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Welcome back at Sports Radio 610. I'm Sean Bajani in for Ron Hugley. Clint Sterner here, 713-572-4610. You want to hit us up, be a part of the show, text line, watch us on Twitch and YouTube. You can hit Tyler up if you want to talk to us. You got to get through him. He is the gatekeeper. I tell you what, man, the last time you and I did a show, Clint. Well, that's dangerous. The last time you and I did a show. We talked about send, the Astros, and we talked send, about... Send a pick. Tyler will let you know if you're getting in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> Tyler ain't that picky, though. That's, a, <laughs> that's the problem. Hey, I got standards, bro. <laughs> got standards. That's the problem. Last time you and I did a show, man, you said, uh, you know, Dana Brown, look, kind of like we just mentioned with uh, D'Amico Ryans and Nick Casario, like, hey, you, you got to show me something. You got something to prove. And I think we, we all said the same thing. You can't be... Talking about how aggressive you're going to be day one when you get this job and months down the road. Yeah. We still haven't seen anything, right? Well, this week, yeah. <laughs> you talk about aggressive. If you believe what he was telling you the other day in the introductory press conference of Josh Hader, then that's about as aggressive as uh, I would like my general manager to be. It's a pretty good forecast. If he was between Kendall freaking Graveman yeah. and one of the more premier pitchers, closers in Major League Baseball to make that happen, yeah. Well, look, look Dana Brown. Dana Brown got the job at a time when um, I can only speak for my people, my the, the the guys that I consistent guys and gals that I consistently hang around that are Astros fans, and and I know a topic of conversation is constantly, what's this World Series window look like? When's this World Series window going to close? And it, and if we're and if we're honest, Dana Brown took over at a time where it was like, is this thing closing? Is this thing closing or is this window open? Are you going to re-sign some guys? Are we going to re-up some guys? Are we going to extend some guys? Are you going to make the necessary, necessary moves to keep this window open? And I'll be honest with you, the Josh Hader move, the Josh Hader move to answer that, that was the biggest... To me, the biggest statement made before I ever get to Josh Hader's a great player and what does he mean to the team, that move to me, five years, 100-plus million, that move told me that the organization is going to do whatever it takes to keep this World Series window open. The expectations from Jim Crane all the way down is World Series or bust. We ain't piddling around here. We we are making big-time moves and bringing the right guys in here to give us a shot. And then, and then, Sean, 
I'm listening to a little audio, and I hear Dana Brown actually talking about how in the hell the Josh Hader thing came about. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, get that boner alert ready because this is this is what I – This is how I keep it hell, ready, bro. This is, I know you do. <laughs> this is how in the hell I want my general manager to be thinking. This is the mindset – that I want my general manager to be to, to have consistently. Here's Dana Brown talking about Josh Hader. We got here because last Tuesday I decided, I said, you know what, we were having a meeting in the front office, and I uh, we were talking about uh, getting some, um, some help in the bullpen. And so we decided that, you know what, maybe we should just take a run at Hader. And what we did, I, I gave uh, uh, my man a call, Jeff Berry here, and we started to talk a little bit. When I first called him, he was on a call, and he's like, I call you back. I said, look, I need to talk right now. We got to get something done. And so he called me back, of course, real quick. In about 72 hours, we put this thing together. And I would like to say, with this new addition, we're very excited. And so to everybody out here, we just signed Josh Hader, and we're very excited about it. Yes, indeed. That, I'm excited I'm not, too, Dana. I'm, I'm not football I horny. I got a baseball boner. You know I love that. that. Hey, here, here, here's the deal. I'm not. I'm not sure Dana Brown even had old buddy's name. By the way, not Josh Hader, but whoever he called to get the deal done, he checked up right. Like he didn't have. I think it was Brad. Or whoever. I don't it was think like Josh Barry. I think he said. His I, name I don't was, think right? he had his last name. It, it, when he was as he was saying it, he's like, uh oh. I ain't got this guy's name, and then he found it last second. But but the, to think that that was the kind of rush he was in is like, hey man, you better not be blowing no smoke, man. Pick up pick up the damn phone and call me back. I got to talk to you. Yeah. And he gets this this deal done. I mean that, that's that is that's the mentality that as a as an Astros fan living here in the city, pulling for the Strohs, I want my general manager to have that kind of mentality. Hey, I'm, make, well, I'm making a decision, and damn it, pick the phone up because I'm calling you to get some stuff, something done. That's what Jim Crane wanted in a general manager that he felt like, reportedly, he didn't have in James Click, that he wasn't aggressive enough, that he slow-played things too often. And now you're listening to that clip of Dana Brown say, yeah, I'm going to call my guy. What's his name again? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call my guy. Like, hey, get off the phone. We got to get something yeah, done. Hit like, me back, man. In my mind, I'm thinking like, damn, like all leverage just out the window. He don't even know who, what client you're talking about. Uh, but that's like all leverage yeah. out the window for you, Dana. It's like he knows, the agent knows like this guy's got to get something done. Let me call him back right quick. And it turns out to be a $95 million deal with a nine. 19 million you know average annual value attached to it for one of the best bullpen arms in all of baseball and Josh Hader that got me excited and I feel like you know it's one of those things when you talk about it with the Astros organization and the World Series window and you know you think about your core players on the team we have to start treating this like this is a World Series contending organization not, it's not just Altuve, it's not Bregman, it's not Jordan, it's not Verlander. It's a damn organization. And to me, Dana Brown gave us all reason, fans, media type alike, all that we were looking for, yeah. that just that start, that spark, right? Where you said you're going to be aggressive, let's go see it. Go make a World Series contending type of move. And that's what he did with Josh Hader. And man... That, to me, lights the fire for what could be a very, very exciting uh, season. And look, the offseason, technically, it's 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 not over yet. Spring well, look, training's right you, around the corner, but the offseason's not over yet. You're talking about lighting the fire. Josh Hader had a little message to all the Astros fans out there. I promise to give you uh, all I have on the field and in the community. You know, we're excited. 
we're psyched to to be here uh, to win now and you know many years to come. So appreciate everybody here and and thanks Houston. He's gonna fit in mighty fine, y'all. I like it, man. He's not not only is he a damn assassin on the mound, but but he is he is going to fit in mighty mighty fine. One of the biggest questions, Sean, about the Josh Hader uh, sign here is is obviously who's gonna be the closer. Mm-hmm. Right, Ryan Presley's been the dude. He has been absolutely nails in the playoffs. Say what you want about some of the issues in a regular season. Absolute nails in the playoffs. And I think this is real. I mean, whether there's anything there or not, I think it's real. Josh Hader, Ryan Presley, uh, you can throw Abreu in there, Brian Abreu in there. That's a dynamic that's going to have to be managed. It is. Right? And how how is that... And, and then what are the players like? We've heard Ryan Presley. We, Ryan Presley seems like a pretty level-headed guy, and, and, and everything seems seems on the up and up and, and all about winning. Let's hear what uh, Josh Hader has to say more specifically about the closer role, his role, Ryan Presley in particular. I've never met him before, but I've always watched him. Obviously, I, I watch playoff baseball a lot, and um, you know that's he's a guy that – He's, he's for the team. He's a leader um, and someone that a lot of players look up to. Um, you know, we've had a conversation just, you know, introducing each other. And, you know, we're excited to get together, um, be able to see each other in spring and just learn from each other. I think that's the biggest thing is this guy, He, I mean, you've seen what he's done in the postseason. Um, no matter what he, what he does, and um, he's a guy that you want on your side and you want to learn from. We signed here to, to win uh, baseball games, to win a championship, and I think, you know, like Dana said, uh, Ryan's on the same boat, and we're all in the same boat to, you know, do whatever we can and, and win and win ball games and, and take it to the final step. I'm getting Dotel, Lidge, and Wagner vibes. Mm. Just that is that is all I can think about with Abreu, Presley, and Hader. Whatever combination it is, but I think that's probably mm, that, what it's going to be. Well, the, the days of old Dirty leaving early when he goes to an Astros game has come to an end. I may show up late and just so I can see 7, 8, 9 because that's going to be – can you imagine if they play that right in, in the in the, the, the world of, of uh, you know, walkout songs and, and build, building yeah. – building, um, um, what am I looking for? What's Hader's uh, walk-up song now? I'm not even sure. Somebody found it the other Cheryl? day. Cheryl? Yeah, somebody found it the other day. Remember we talked about it. It's um uh golly, it's it's hip hop. It's rap. Um I mean, it's gotta be good. Tyler, it, you looked it up. No, it wasn't. Chris Santiago looked it up. Yeah, man. So you're getting on my you're ass. Right. Well, hell, you you were in Vegas getting your ass kicked. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> is true. <laughs> Very, all all true things. It looks like it is every chance I get by DJ Khaled, maybe. That's right. That's yeah. who it was. That's what it was right there. Uh, you're gonna have to hit us with that one because I'm terrible with like n- artists, names of songs. I gotta hear the damn thing. I'll have it so, ready for you. Yeah, play it a little bit later on, maybe when we come back, because it's gotta hit like Presley hits when he came out, right? You know, they turned the lights out, everybody got the uh, apps on their phone lit up. I mean is this it? No, that's Presley's. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this, I'm, I'm right? They turn the lights out. They got the lights yeah, on no, their phone. It's, it's, uh, it's Johnny Cash, right? Yes, sir. And, and, and that that one, that's really, really good. And then uh, which one was... Um, Timmy Trumpet, the Mets closer? No, that's no. I'm talking about the Astro. No, no, that, that, that's as good as it gets, Timmy Trumpet. But uh, that's Edwin Diaz. Oh. I'm talking about, uh, God damn, my Arkansas boy. Um, I said, "God dang!" By the way, so everybody relax before I get before I get written up here. I didn't. I didn't say. Make me flinch. Uh, come on, the long hair, the long hair reliever that didn't get the that, that Stanic, Stanic, Ryan Stanic, Hart Stanic. Yeah, he put. See there, why you do? Why you do that? 
He had a, he had a great uh, walkout song. Yeah, Dre wasn't it? Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, I don't know. Play, see if you can dig it up for us uh, on the other side. Uh, the Josh Hader walkout hey, song. It's two thirty. You better quit telling Tyler what to do. Hey, what the hell? I'm gonna take advantage of this opportunity. <laughs> sitting in this chair right hey, now. <laughs> I'm just trying to get ahead of this thing. He ain't gonna put up that much longer. I'm going ahead and tell you, Bajani. Tread lightly, sir. <laughs> All right, Sean Bajani, that's me in for Ron Hughley, Clint Sterner, Tyler Milner. We'll do as I say, damn it. Coming up next, biggest obstacles for the Texans this offseason. We just hit on it. The free agents, they must absolutely bring back. We'll tell you who they are next. Cut them down. You can... Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Woo! Sean Bajani in for Ron Hughley. Clint Sterner with you until 6 o'clock. It is The Drive on Sports Radio 610. Tyler Milner here. You're not bumping. This is Chili Peppers. This is not what Josh uh, Hader comes out to, correct? No, no. Okay. No, it is not. <laughs> just wanted it would, some it chili would be kick-ass if he did, I though. can dig it. Yeah, I, I, I can that, dig it. That's one of them. Tyler, that's my song, right? Yeah, you love it. That that opening right there, this, this guitar riff or whatever the hell you want to call it, like if, if when yeah. you hear that, unless you're less than thirty years old, maybe thirty years or younger, oh, you know, exactly or seventy or older. Like I don't expect my mom, I don't expect Granny to start bat bobbing her head. But I mean, I <laughs> look. There's every bit of between. If you're between thirty and sixty right now, I feel like you should bob your head when that song came on. That's a big window, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a testament to just how popular and good they are. I mean, that, well, I mean, even if you never heard the song and don't don't appreciate the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like you can, you can appreciate that riff. Yeah, no, you can, you can for sure. Just the whole song, it kicks, man. Um, biggest Texans offseason obstacles. I just said, you know, a few segments ago, I, I feel like there's just as many questions now as there was last offseason. They're just different. They're different, less significant, maybe, if you want to even put it that way. But, I mean, look, we know they got the head coach, the quarterback, some cornerstone pieces, yada, yada, yada. You know what they got. What do they need? Who do they need to retain? I feel like on the surface, Clint, with all of the questions that you have to answer, I feel like they should be able to ace this offseason. If you feel like they aced last year, and I think they did, particularly in the draft, I mean, acing this one shouldn't be a thing. Um, but who are the absolute must-haves? Absolute must-haves in your mind. I have my list of free agents they need to retain. Guys that are contributors already on this team that you need to bring back. Who are they? 713-572-4610. If you'd like to text in your guys, I don't think you need very many fingers to count them. Who's your absolute must Ooh, way you couch that word right, that that uh, question right there. My absolute must. I think it's, ooh, man, Blake Cashman. Okay. Got you right there. You, you, you didn't expect that. that no, he's there. on my list. I got Blake Cashman one, Steven Nelson two, Sheldon Rankins three. Those are your top three, okay? I mean, like that's that's realistic. Like I, I think, I, I think those are, I, I think those are are like realistic three that you that you can, you can afford that 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 level of importance. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Jonathan Grenard obviously is the big fish out there, but 
I, I think they can they can find a front line starting edge rusher in in free agency with the money they've got available. So I don't think Jonathan Grenard is a is a must, like an absolute must. You're John saying Greenard. they can you're saying they can get that impact kind of a guy cheaper than Jonathan Grenard on the open market. No, no, I I I think. Why wouldn't you sign Jonathan Grenard? Well, I, I would. I, I personally would. I, I just believe there's going to be guys out there, whether it be draft or free agency, where the money you're going to have to play Jonathan Grenard, you can you can use that money or a draft pick and and fill right. that void. All right, let me put it to you this way though. Like I, Blake Cashman to me is is a guy that you're you're not going to get that much bang for your buck. Like you you're not going to have to pay pay Blake Cashman the kind of money that you're going to have to pay oh, yeah. an a, a, an experienced linebacker that is capable of doing what he's doing. You're going to you're going to have to pay those guys a a a lot of money. No question. No question. But let me put it to you this way. I want to know who Clint Sterner, the general manager of this Houston Texans team right now today has his absolute must re-sign guys. Who is it? Is Jonathan Grenard on that list or is he off oh, yeah, that JG's list? Yeah, JG's on that list. Okay. Look, look, I mean if we're just talking guys I personally like and guys that that I believe if I were the GM who I would bring back, Jonathan Grenard would be on top of that list. I would re-sign Jonathan Grenard um, in a heartbeat. He's Ass- my number one. A- assuming the money's not, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Right? Yeah. I-, I don't know what he's going to be He's going to be demanding, but but yeah, Jonathan Grenard would be would be on that. He would be, be on the top of my personal list. Um, you and I agree on that I just one. don't know that, that. I don't know that they see it the same way. I'll tell you my list right now. I got seven of them. Jonathan Grenard, Sheldon Rankins, Blake Cashman, Dalton Schultz, Devin Singletary, Kaimi Fairbairn, and Des King. Hell, you just named all of them. There's 30-some-odd for you. <laughs> Bring them all back. <laughs> Those are the ones that you absolutely have to have back in my mind. I didn't say Steven Nelson. I know Nelson's one of yours. You Tell me if I'm being a little too, um, I don't know, silly, immature, like, I'm not thinking this thing all the way through, but I thought Nelson was one of the most interesting guys that had the most interesting season out of all of the Texans this past year. You think back at the start of training camp, this was a guy that blasted his general manager, called him a mofo, mm-hmm. threw barbed attacks at his you know, attire with, with the vest. He went from a guy that I was talking about at the very least as being somebody they were going to move on from. There's no way they're giving that guy a deal. Like... You can get something some yep. elsewhere. I, and then he parlayed that into a raise. I think the guy's going to want to get paid, seriously paid. I don't feel like the Texans are going to be that team. Nick Casario particularly is going to be that guy to give him the bag. So I don't have him on my list. But is it for that reason alone like that sticks out in my mind and just maybe a little bit of a fractured relationship? I feel like Casario did what he did with Nelson at that particular time because he had to. I think he understood, like, geez, because we saw it as the season played out. They ain't got much behind Stingley and Nelson at corner. They absolutely knew what was not on the market and what was already in-house, and they had to make that happen. I think they feel like they could do better elsewhere this offseason for cheaper. Mm. Yeah, I like this secondary, man. I, I, really, I really like the secondary. I, I think, I think Jalen Petrie had a rough year. But I, I think he's the real deal. I think Jimmy Ward obviously stayed injured, but I think he's he's a big help. 
Um, you got four games, I, I think, I, total I, out of those guys you'd penciled in to be your day one starters. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I really like this secondary. I really like Steven Nelson in, in this system. So you mentioned one guy that that I, I would definitely personally bring back, and that's Des King. I, I've been high, obviously, on Des King higher than most the the entire year, but um, I, I'm not, I'm not there with Dalton Schultz. They, they, they have, they absolutely have to get better at the playmakers on this offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with I that. I mean, there, there was there, there, there's too many, with the exception of Nico Collins and Tank Dale. Man, there's too many. Um, you know, with Dalton Schultz drop balls, there, there's, there's no, there's no explosion or 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 playmaking there with Dalton Schultz and 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 um I don't know I, I can't I can't go Dalton they got to upgrade the tight end position I I like Dalton because you're saying there's no big playmaking ability there from him mm-hmm. I think he has a very similar trait that Nico Collins showcased this year and that's his ability to catch through contact and get yak I, I like that from Schultz. I, look, I know we dropped some balls various times this season, ones that were absolute gimmies, it felt like. Two big ones in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, two big ones in the playoffs. I get it, man. But you know what? Um, he was right on par with what he was doing in Dallas the last three years with C.J. Stroud. And if, if Dalton can be healthier and in year two of this system – I really like the production from him, and I think the latter half of the year, I'd I'd probably dumb it down to maybe the last third of the season. Yeah, I felt like he became a better blocker too, and I thought it was necessary that he do that. When the Texans were having to go more two tight end sets with Jordan and Schultz, uh, with that offensive line, I felt like they kind of hit a good stride. It didn't show its face like we wanted it to in the postseason, but they were able to run the ball in large part because of that dynamic that they brought. Yeah, he, he got he got uh he got roughhoused in that Baltimore game, which a lot of guys did. Yeah, but a I, lot of guys Yeah, did. I, I just I don't know, man. I Sean, I I I disagree. I mean you gotta have I, I think if you could the, do the better whole, on the market, the I'm, whole getting better at pass at, at run like you gotta have a guy tight end position that can block. I mean if, if this team's ever gonna run the football well, you gotta at least embraces it, wants to do it as a physical mindset um and I just I, they did get better don't get me wrong hell I, I was one of the first ones to mention that from a film perspective is they him and him and in Brevin Jordan and Beck they they got better uh about mid-year but it's like it, it's not a they, they've got to upgrade I think big time at that position man I, I that that's it would be whether nice. it's in the draft or it's it's free agency I think they've got to upgrade well I mean you're gonna do it through the draft you're keeping one of those guys around right I mean you're not who well, between Jordan, between Schultz, you know, those are your two tight ends. Like, I'm keeping yeah, one of those cats year, around. Right? Uh, yeah, Jordan's yeah. not a free agent, so like he'll be here. But I thought he was a, I thought he was going to be cut out of camp. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest with you, because he didn't do much, and he turned it. You talk about big playability. He gave you that, no question. At times this season, that Schultz did not. Uh, continue to send us in your thoughts. Look, John Weeks. I, Here's my criteria. I'm not worried about him going anywhere, so he's not on my absolute must-haves, okay? He'll be back. I'm not worried about it. Well, you look at Cam Johnson, Kaimi Fairbairn. I said Fairbairn's on my list. you got to bring that cat back because you can't find reliable, consistent kickers on the open market like on the ready. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I think think on that list, there's a lot of guys that I just assumed are back. Like, if you don't bring Cam Johnson back, what are we doing? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's arguably been the biggest weapon you've had, not named C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, over over the last three years. I mean, he has been he was damn sure the best weapon you had for the previous two years. Yeah, you saw what it was like when uh, you had good old Ty Zintner. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, right. yeah. I'm I'm um, I mean, I, I'm assuming those guys are coming back. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Johnston was not on my list, but yeah, all the people that uh, they're texting Johnston Weeks. Yeah, I'm not worried about them. They'll be back. Uh, he's. Clint Sterner, Sean Bajani in for Ron Hughley, Tyler Miller producing. Coming up next, we've got the Big 3 at 3. We'll preview Championship Weekend and more. That's next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at 4. Donchich. The step back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 